All right, let's rock another podcast. Welcome to Keo Conversations. My name is Mark Champagne, and it is my job to unpack the stories and mental fitness practices of people living at the top of their game personally and professionally. All right, so today I'm chatting with Gary, who is a senior sales professional from one of the largest technology companies in the world, Cisco Meraki. From ice bass with the Iceman himself, Wim Hof, to mental resilience training with Grant Cardone, Gary has always prioritized his mind and personal development so that he can really perform at peak levels consistently. So we dive into where this came from, what he's doing, and the mindset that has really allowed him to live a great life. Before we do dive in, if you are enjoying any of these conversations, please leave us a little love wherever you're listening. Those beautiful stars go a long way for all of us. And this podcast would not be possible without the support of Keel, which is our daily mental fitness app. All of these incredible people end up in app to help guide you through your daily reflection. So search KYO in the Apple App Store and it should show up. Thank you so much for your time, your attention, and have the absolute best day yet. Who are you? Okay. So yeah, so my name is uh, my name is is Gary Daly. I'm uh, Irish, if you can't tell by the accent. Um, I'm I'm a twin. Um, I have a non-identical twin. I have a sister um, okay. and two great parents who who, who live in Ireland. Um, yeah, I, and I've basically been well. I've been through university, uh, did a master's, went traveling the world. Uh, stumbled into the world of sales. I settled in Australia for a bit, um, and then relocated to to London. Um, so yeah, so I've uh, been on quite a, a journey. So that's yeah. Is that a little bit about me? Is that does that it, help? It, it is. It, it does help. And I, I, I'll ask you too, though. You know, if you if you really had to think about it throughout your, and we'll get into this in more detail, obviously. But if you think about the the, the journey you've been on so far, like what like what really defines you? Because because when I when I look at you know your profile, some of our first initial chats, I mean, I think just learning and and then the motivation and desire to, to grow is, is is obviously a huge part of, of your personality. So you know if you if you pull out the the, the work related you know, titles and, and, and journey, like what, how would, how would you define yourself or like what, I guess what makes you smile and keeps you rocking each day? Yeah. Yeah. No, look, and, and that's a good question as well. Yeah. I mean, what, what sort of makes me like rock or smile every day is, is sort of learning something new, like developing myself personally, um, which wasn't always the case. Um, I sort of joke about it now, but when I was younger, I read like a handful of books i think fantastic mr fox was probably one of the the highlights for me when i was probably about i don't know probably 12 or something like that and then for some reason i stopped i won't say i stopped learning because i was a bit of a i I was fairly studious but a couple of years ago probably when i was maybe six seven years ago i started sort of reading again and, and learning and developing uh started going to business conferences and i think really it was maybe seeing other people that were were quite successful like in every sort of walk of life and just wondering like is there a a bit of a secret like what are these people doing that I'm not doing or that you know ordinary folk on on the street aren't doing and 
I just went to one of these business seminars and really when you say business seminar it probably puts a lot of people off who aren't in you know quote unquote business but what it really is is personal development like it's developing yourself because you know when you leave university you think all oh, the studying is over but you know in actual fact it's just beginning and, and it's it's a lot more fun than you than you think because you're sort of studying life and uh, discovering yourself so I think that's sort of what makes me smile and I think when you get beyond sort of your 20s you probably have a bit more of a thirst for like you know learning who you are and trying to become sort of a better version of yourself so sure yeah well, th- and thanks for sharing that and I, I agree with you when it comes to you know continuing that education because I think the other thing that's really neat about that stage is you know I, I don't know what the stat is, but I would I would imagine it's quite high that you know people in university or college or whatever you know education you're you're in kind of are in the right program or probably not or it's leaning, leading to something else. But when you when you leave all of that and you start, you're the you're the the decider of you know which conference or which books you're going to read. Like now, it takes it to a whole other level, right? It's you know this is what this is what you're passionate about, and and you're kind of calling the shots on 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 the you know fuel for the mind. Let, let's call it. Yeah. So so what what's what started all of that? I mean, I think you mentioned a little bit about you know kind of just wanting to understand for, from some of these these high performers, probably on a personal and, and professional level, like what really made them who they are. Was it? you know, was it the job that you were getting into or was it, or was it just something completely personal? Yeah. So I think, I think it was probably more on the, the job related, um, situation. So I, I, I was lucky. I, I did like a master's in project management and did business, um, in, in university. And I went over to Australia and I sort of did odd jobs here and there, like backpacker jobs. Um, sure. And then when it came to actually going for sort of the real jobs, it was probably like, oh, you know, what will I actually do? Like what, you know, when you're in university, it's so far away that you you just sort of think, yeah, it's going to happen eventually and I don't need to worry about it. But then when I was in Australia, I really had to sort of dig deep. And it was sort of just before a little bit during the the recession, um, which didn't hit didn't hit Australia as bad as as Europe and the rest of the world. But. It was during that that I was looking like, what jobs can I sort of do? And a lot of it was like recruitment, become a recruitment consultant. And I sort of, I went to a lot of interviews for that. And I soon discovered that recruitment is really a fancy word for sales. Um, <laughs> and yeah, the, the long and short of it is I, I got into sales. I didn't actually get any of the recruitment jobs. Um, I got into selling, you know, products or, or software. Um, and really then once I got into that, I, I was, you know, at a time where the the company I was with was sort of struggling, um, and I take these things to heart. I'm like, what can I do to, to sort of improve myself as an individual, like to, to actually help the the company? And yeah, there was one day I was just sitting on uh, the futon in Australia. My my twin just said, "Hey, I have two free tickets to a, uh, a sort of a, a business um, seminar that you want to go to. I think it's called." Uh, achieve achievers congress national achievers congress yeah that was okay. what it was um and you've all the likes of tony robbins you know t harv ecker all these people i think i actually said no first when he when he asked me um and then being my twin he sort of convinced <laughs> me um and then i went to that and I Gary, always wh- why did you say no gary i'm just curious like what changed 
I think probably a little bit of like a bit of nervousness. Maybe it was like, oh, you know, that means that I have to try and improve myself. I don't want to be sort of told what to do. I don't. Maybe I was a yeah. bit nervous that these guys were too high performing that. You know, I maybe shouldn't even be in that room, but um, interesting. I said, yeah. I, I said yes, or maybe it was because I was lazy and it was hot outside, and I was on, <laughs> <laughs> I was on my futon. But um, yeah, I, I went to it then, and it's a bit like you know the movie The Matrix. It was like when I went into, I was like, whoa! It's, I sort of saw a different world, and you know, a lot of sort of positive people in there. Um, a lot of people telling you that you can do this and you can do that instead of being told. You know, when you're in sort of the real world, they people sort of question you for, you know, having greater ambitions, I think sometimes. So yeah, yeah I think that was a bit of a game changer. Well, that's, I, I can totally relate to that. I mean, I've had a few of those, those moments myself, um, you know, before this journey with Keo and then definitely on this journey. But I think the theme you, you I, I think you nailed it is just now all of a sudden you're surrounding yourself, right. With, with people with a different mindset or outlook and, you know, it, it, it's in you, right? So it's, it's it, you go to something like this and you, you start unlocking things that you probably didn't even know, you know, you, you had. And because let's be honest, sales, I mean, I spent some time in, in sales and like before we started recording this, I think we were chatting about the fact that you we're always in sales, whether you, you think you're in sales or not. I mean, we're, yeah. there's so many different definitions, but at the end of the day, I mean, if you're trying to sell a message, a product, a service, I mean, you have to be able to communicate that. And you're the expert in, in this field, but I would say, you know, you're, you're dealt a lot of rejection in a job like that, right? Yeah. And you somehow have to get through that. And I'd imagine some of your, your personal development and the, the people you're surrounding yourself have helped. Um, but I'd like to hear that from you, you know, how, especially in that first company, because correct me if I'm wrong, I think they were like, they were on the verge of, of going bankrupt. Right. I think from our first, yeah. our first chat. So man, that's, you know, talk yeah, about was, sales, that's <laughs> pressure. <laughs> yeah, no, that, look, that definitely was pressure. And it's one of those things like you, I think when you're younger, you can definitely take, well, you can when you're older as well, but you can take a lot more risks because sure. you probably don't have as much responsibility. So for me, it was taking a risk and, and the company took a, a risk on, on me as well and yeah you know it wasn't it wasn't easy but you know I think going to the the conferences and stuff like that was, were, were quite special because you know the term sales you think of people who are just sort of naturally gifted like that person is a natural salesperson. You, you hear that all the time but there was a lot of these guys at, at the seminars that were sort of telling you that you know sales is a skill like anything else is just like you know, driving a car, you're, you're not naturally going to drive the car, you have to be taught. And, and they were saying that, you know, sales is is that, you know, it's a skill that you can learn and characteristics that you can can build. Um, and while I, I definitely don't think I'm a, an expert, I think that I've definitely picked up off, you know, a lot of what these people are saying. And I think, to be honest, if, if you develop yourself personally and, and self-confidence wise, I think, the pressure of, of selling isn't um, isn't as great as it would appear from so the the outside of people looking in. Yeah, because I mean, essentially, it, it shifts into, I mean, it's part of your DNA, right? So it's you're just essentially having a natural conversation with someone. Um, yeah, I, I can see that, and I can see that, and I mean, we've talked a little bit before. I can see that in your in your personality as well. So let's let's fast forward a little bit. Now you're you're at Cisco, correct? 
Yes, yeah, yes. that's right. So how, how, how has that, I mean, we don't have to go into all the detail, but how has that, that journey evolved? And, and then we'll eventually get into your, some of your mental fitness practices, but yeah. how has that, that kind of work journey evolved and where are you sitting right now? Yeah, so um, it's been a really good journey. So basically after my experiences in Australia, I decided that, you know, if I wanted to progress, I probably had to come back to to Europe. Um, so I'm obviously from Ireland, but I, I I saw that you know England was probably the place to come to, um, and I started applying for you know lots of different sales roles. Uh, did a couple of interviews, and I managed to. I guess I didn't have the sales numbers probably to back up, you know, some of the stuff that I was that I was saying to people in terms of my personal development, but. I found a company, obviously, um, and the company that I'm with now that, that took a risk on me. I went for a, a position uh, higher than what I than what I uh, I actually got. In the end, they said, you know, you know what, you're not quite right for that, but you could do this sort of a more junior role. And if you, you know, if you sort of um, impress or work hard, you know, there's opportunities for, you know, developing into you know the the role that you want. So I was, you know, dedicated to that. I I took the the opportunity straight away worked really really hard got promoted into um the role that i wanted and then after sort of a year and a half two years of doing that they asked me to sort of change into a different territory um i said absolutely just a more challenging sort of territory than what i was used to um so i said yes to that you know i've been doing that for the past almost nine ten months which has been an unbelievable experience dealing with different cultures and you know luckily luckily enough a few weeks ago I um managed to get another promotion where I'll be relocating back to to Ireland and um yeah I'm, I'm excited about that because it's it's a bigger challenge um and a bigger sales role and it's something that probably 4 years ago I would not have thought would be possible um so yeah it's really sort of humbling and um excitement at the same time for me Oh, congrats, man. That's, uh, that's well-deserved from, from what I know about, about you and your work. Cheers. So, so what, I mean, you, 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 you mentioned a couple times, you know, from that first job in, in Australia, then even, even with Cisco where the company, you know, was taking a risk on you and, yeah. but, uh, you, you know, fair, I think it's a fair, fair point, but there's clearly a consistent message and personality or, gift you're kind of providing in these scenarios right or you wouldn't be you know you wouldn't be getting these type of promotions and and these companies taking the risk on so you know how 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 did you almost upsell your your resume and and sold gary right to to these companies like what's what was the theme there um that that got you to those those positions yeah look i think i think if you ask like people in, a, in an interview sometimes like what are you doing outside of the job to sort of develop yourself like personally or you know mentally what books are you reading like who what authors do you follow what what sort of business people do you follow i think a lot of people to, being completely transparent might struggle to to actually answer that because i think i maybe positioned myself as a bit of a I guess an entrepreneur, if that makes sense, that I'm, yeah. I'm not really, I don't, I still don't see myself. I mean, ultimately I am an employee, but I don't see myself as being an employee. Um, so 
I think that probably helps as well. That probably helps tell me this guy is like self-motivated. He's going to want to learn. He's going to want to sort of catch up to everyone else. He's going to want to work hard. Um, and I think on paper at the time, I didn't have maybe the, the results that, um, I guess it's sort of like the, the iceberg thing. Like it's like the top of it, you couldn't really see what was going on, but at the bottom there was lots of sort of stacks that I was building and um, skills that I was building up. So I think I may be, I may be sold on the dream. Yeah, well, I mean, aren't we all? <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's, I love it. But I mean, I think there's just like a standard kind of principle I live my life by, and that's just if you put in the work, you know, the results, the results always come in some capacity it might not be exactly when you want them or the way that you envision, but like something will come out of you putting in work. So it sounds like, you know, you, you started from, from an early age and continue to really put in the work in, in yourself and, and the results are clearly there. Right. So it's amazing. Um, <laughs> so Gary, I just wanted to ask you a little bit, like when you're, when going to these conferences, I, well, you just came back from, uh, well, two, I believe, actually. There was the Wim Hof uh, one, and then yep. I think there was a, a Grant Cardone one recently as well, right? Yeah. Why don't you chat a little bit about Wim Hof, because he, he's a unique, just for the listeners, you know, what's he all about? What's this conference all about? And, you know, kind of what you got out of it, because I think it's it's a bit unique. It's not like your typical uh, motivational sales conference, right? No, yeah, completely the, the opposite. <laughs> so I, I was reading... Um, I think probably your listeners will know about Tim Ferriss, um, you know, Tools yeah. of Titans, Tribe of Mentors. So he mentioned this, there was a chapter on a guy called the Iceman, um, which is a pretty cool name. So I was intrigued <laughs> already from his name. So basically he is, he climbed, like he, he did a climb of Everest, not, not to the full, not to the top, but he did most of it like in his, in his underwear pretty much. And he's, he submerges himself in, in like, uh, ice bats and he has Guinness Book of Records he has like 20 something records so he's a fairly fascinating guy now I went to the conference because I wanted to he's very big into his breathing techniques and like healing the immune system sort of naturally when I went to his conference there was there's probably 300 people there with their yoga mats uh, so interesting going to a conference with a yoga mat um, <laughs> sure. yeah and and he was quite his story was quite interesting because he's his wife actually um unfortunately she she committed suicide um she had schizophrenia and i think mm. he really found like uh, a sort of a purpose from that and he wanted to see if you could could heal yourself i guess the immune system by yourself so he he, he sort of became friends with the ice if if you want um and he said he found warmness in the ice so the whole seminar was practicing breathing which to be honest wasn't anything out of the extraordinary like 40 breaths in 40 breaths out um a lot of mindset stuff but then we actually the theory became sort of uh, into reality because we had to go into an ice bath for two minutes. And <laughs> it, was, it, it was amazing. Like when I went in there, your body just wants to get out. There's a fight or flight sort of a mode, but all the breathing and all the sort of mindset stuff makes sense. And I stayed in there and my body sort of, sort of heating itself back up. Um, so wow. that was an amazing, like it was worth it just for, just for going into the ice bath. Well, I, I mean, that, that's fascinating. I remember seeing the photo of that. Uh, you know, I, I'm in Canada, obviously nowhere near where, uh, where you were doing this, but I immediately just, my body stiffened up when I saw, <laughs> saw that photo. So, so let's, let's talk about the mindset then, because 
I'd imagine, you know, especially for someone like yourself, like that, that aspect of, of that, that workshop or that conference is, is clearly sticking with you. Right. And like, how do you think you can apply mindset or breathing from, from that seminar to kind of to your everyday, unless you're taking ice baths every single day, but yeah. <laughs> which, which by the way, like I think Tony Robbins definitely like yeah. says that he says that he does that. A lot of the guys do. If I can do it, I definitely will. If I maybe when I move uh, back to Ireland, I might try and do that. Uh, it might be easier easier to do it there than sure. anywhere else because it's uh, the weather's quite cold. But I think it's 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 sort of simple stuff, right? I had you know uh, interviews. I had I do public speaking, um, and I think you can apply it to that. Like maybe before you know a big interview or before you know, public speaking or, you know, even if someone's gone on a date, for example, um, or you're, <laughs> mm-hmm. you're, uh, you're, you're going to do something sort of, um, that you're going to get nervous about. I think definitely just breathing in and breathing out. Um, it's such a simple thing, but I think we, and I definitely am guilty of like not doing it enough and maybe just taking it for granted that it's there, but it definitely helps. Um, and then the mindset stuff is really sort of just a bit of patience, like in sticking to the task and knowing that it, it's never as bad as you sort of anticipate uh, before before the uh, the actual event. Yeah, we do. I, I find that myself too. Like we we go into this mode of almost like the self storytelling or narrative, right? When some, something's going down, you know immediately we we almost project out like the worst possible. Uh, scenario in that case right whereas I think I think you nailed it in the sense there's I I don't know what the stats are but I'd imagine 90 95 percent of those those worries never actually come come true right Um, but we just go into this spiral right mentally with and and you know hence you know the rise of of anxiety and depression and all these different mental illnesses that it's, it's, it's there. I mean, we're, we're essentially all doing this. So if we can somehow calm that, that voice and, and our mind, and I think that's where all these different practices, at least for, from what I'm learning, you know, there's one conference that you went to, then there's, I'm sure there's other things we're going to get into that next that you're doing on a, on a daily or weekly basis that just keep kind of compounding the, the effects, right. Of being able to, control your mind or bring yourself up to that, you know, 40,000 foot view and, and be able to really navigate those, those waters. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and it's not like, it's not an exact science either. I think yeah. the more you, the more you sort of put yourself in the, those sort of uncomfortable, uh, positions or scenarios, I think the, the better you sort of get at it and it just, just becomes sort of a, a natural thing. But, um, Look, I definitely find it like, for instance, going back to doing interviews, which everyone has to do sort of in, in their life. Like, uh, you know, these guys that I watch in the seminars, like they'll be on my shoulder. Like uh, it'll be as if they're in the room with me or I'll think of something that they said. And, you know, that's not to say that I'm not my own person. But, you know, if you have sort of experts in their field and you can take their message and maybe apply your own message through it or weave a bit of your magic into it, I think that definitely helps as well. So if you keep listening to these you know, I'm not saying I'm brainwashed or anything like that, but um, I mean, aren't we all sort of brainwashed? You, you know, you go into the train in the morning, you pick up, you know, the Metro newspaper and there's tabloids telling you what not to do and what to do. Um, sure. So, yeah, I think if you use your own intuition and the messaging that comes from 
you know, good people. I think that that works. I agree. And I mean, and I'd rather have, you know, a Tony Robbins or a Tim Ferriss in my ear um, than reading, you know, negative news <laughs> yeah. while, while on the train or, or wherever. I mean, that's kind of the fun thing. I mean, we're, we're recording this, uh, you know, as a podcast, obviously, and, and the, the goal of sharing, you know, your story and, and some, some wisdom and essentially, you know, if one person can pick out, you know, one thing from, from this conversation, to me, it's, 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 it's a success. And what, what's nice about the world we live in now because you always, you always hear this, right? Like surround yourself with the, 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 the person or the people that you want to become. And it's not always, you know, not everyone can go to the conferences or not everyone can go to those events all the time, for example, or you, your, you know, your inner circle might not be necessarily the, the, the people that you want to kind of bring into your life. It kind of is what it is, right? But what we can control it's, is the fact that we can listen to the podcast or we like, you know, you can go to the occasional conference or you can read those books and, and surround yourself with, with those people all the time. And then it, it's, it's so powerful, right? It's, yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I totally agree with that as well. Cause when you go to these seminars, they do say, you know, you're the sort of the average of the five people that you hang around with. But I think that, yeah, the list that you've, you've hit the nail on the head, like the listening, thing is is in your control as well i mean just because you can't hang out with these people doesn't mean you can't be sort of uh i suppose listening to what they're saying or what nuggets of advice they have yeah absolutely um okay well why don't we dive into some of your your mental fitness practices um like what is what's the routine look like you know or, or what are some of the non-negotiables in your life do you have is is there you know, is there a morning setup? Is there an evening thing or the things that you're doing every day to, to really prime your mind and, and, and body? Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I absolutely love my routine. Um, and I have a lot of friends that say they love their routines as well, but yeah, um, I get up at 10 to five, uh, 5 AM that is every morning. <laughs> um, I have all my gym gear lined up so that there's no, um, I guess anxiety searching for what clothes I'm going to wear. So all that is already done. Um, I'm on the train. Um, actually, before that, I read a, a, a there's a book called Stoic, uh, yeah, Daily Stoic. Ryan Holiday. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. it. That's it. Um, so I read. I just read one page of that because it sort of gives you a meditation for the day. Um, then I jump on the on the train. I, I read a book for about. 20 minutes it could be any book uh whatever is the flavor of the month with me then i go in and i do my my gym routine for you know 40 to 45 minutes and, and i do find that when i'm in the gym you know people work out for, for vanity reasons um i won't lie that's a, a big reason behind it as well but i find that just the the creativity that you get from it like i i come up with ideas for like for instance like a linkedin post or you know, idea that I can, I can apply in any given day. Um, so I love that. And like, mm. that's non-negotiable. I have to go to the gym in the morning because I get my sort of energy and drive from that. And then, yeah, you know, go, go into work, um, and, and try and like give it my all, uh, always try and be a hundred percent. Um, I think that to be honest, that sets me up for the day, the whole, the whole gym stuff. Um, and then I get back, I, I typically get back home quite late because I try and do things like for my personal development. I join Toastmasters, which is mm. public speaking. Um, I might go to you know a yoga session, maybe even after after work. 
Um, and then I get home and I, I typically will, you know, call uh, loved ones and um, sort of speak to them, see how their day went. And um, I tr- I'm trying to now plan my day ahead. Uh, I'm not an expert at it just yet, you know, writing down maybe <laughs> what I'm going to, to do tomorrow. I need to just get more consistent with that. And then I'm, I meditate for 20 minutes before I sleep, um, okay. which I might flip around when I'm in, in a, my new routine. When I, when I sort of transition to moving to Ireland, I might have more time in the morning, but I, I do like it at night as well. Um, yeah. I listen to, to alpha beats and then it's, yeah, it's completely lights out then at, uh, at 10 to 10 and I really just need seven hours sleep and. I'm, I have so much energy then the following day. So that's all non-negotiable stuff. I have sure. to get all that stuff done. I love it. Thanks for sharing that. I mean, it's a great, it's a great routine. Um, what, sorry, on the meditation front, what was it that your, your, it was alphabets? Alpha beats, sorry, alpha beats. It's, oh. a, it's sort of a type of, it's a, yeah, so a meditation music. So I, I, I've been listening to this since 2012. There's a mind valley, which, which I'm sure you'll be, yeah. aware of um they're quite big so they have a meditation called ohm harmonics okay. which i love like i'll give you a good example i've I, I have a bit of a fear of flying um that really just hit me when i was 18 and i have no idea why um but like i said i try and be comfortable in, in the uncomfortable I, I i continually fly i don't not fly because i want to um improve myself but i listen to i have to listen to my meditation for at least a half an hour before I'm sort of at ease, like when the plane is taking off. Okay. Uh, Unless there's a familiar face beside me, um, I have to listen to my meditation. (laughs) Oh, wow. Okay. Puts me me at ease. So I love it. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. I I hadn't heard of that. I I, I know of Mind Valley, but um, I hadn't heard about, I'll I'll look that up. Just, just on the, you know, being comfortable in the uncomfortable, that that may be the uh, the episode title. We'll see. But <laughs> you know, so, so someone had told me because I'm just drawing a conclusion from even even the Wim Hof, you know, ice bath stuff. Because yeah. you know, someone actually she's her episode is on here, Kim Parnell, and she's an entrepreneur here in, in Toronto. And we talked a little bit about you know hot cold therapy, and there's this whole other element with going into an ice bath or even turning the shower to as, as cold as it can possibly go. Like there's, 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 there are elements or benefits for, for your body that I think and your mind that you experience there. But then there's the whole fact of doing something that you know is going to make you uncomfortable, but you're forcing yourself to do it, right? Which I find really interesting. And I just wanted to ask you a little bit about that, Gary. Like are there, are there other things in, in your routine or through your journey that, that kind of follow that sim- same principle to, to almost make you resilient, right? From whether it's sales and, you know, some of the rejection that comes from that or the flying, like, like really anything, right? That puts you in a, an uncomfortable situation. Yeah. No, I mean, even for me, when I was in Australia, I lived with my twin um, and my sister lived probably five minutes away. Um, so that I think in a way Australia was it was a comfortable place for me even though I had you know challenges in the job that I did but when I then relocated back to Europe um, I'd never I'd been to London probably once or twice really did not know anyone there obviously no family there um, never worked there before sure. so uh, very like looking back I, I 
for some reason, I think I was just so driven to get a job that I didn't actually think about like, whoa, like this is, sort of, this is, this is sort of scary. Um, so from that sense, that's what I mean in being sort of comfortable in the uncomfortable. And it's a theme that sort of followed me now throughout like accepting, you know, different sort of, I guess, roles within the company that I'm with now, you know, a new territory comes up. It's maybe not performing as well as the one that I'm in, you know, let's go for it. Let's, let's do it. Like this new role comes up, like it's it's a once again it's a change i've just bought an apartment in london yeah some people would be like some people would be sort of constrained by that but i'm just like you know what it'll work itself out like this is really scary taking on this challenge but it's gonna work out like everything else has, has sort of worked out so that's sort of what i mean by by being um yeah comfortable and the uncomfortable yeah it's just it, it's so it's all mindset right it's uh um, yeah no, it's great, and I, I, I'm I'm smiling right now. Like I'm I'm really excited for you. I think it's going to be such an amazing, amazing yeah. journey, right? So, um, a couple more questions before we get into actually your prompts for for Keo. But someone had asked me this before, and I found it. Uh, I had never thought about this, I, and I, I, I think it's a kind of a perfect question for you, given how much focus or emphasis you put on personal development. But if you were to project yourself out let's say i don't know 20 years from now or so what 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 advice would you actually like to get from your older self uh very very good question very good question i was actually thinking this the other day um because i I was thinking the the same thing like what advice could i give my 18 year old self now sure i'm like 30 32 in in august so um i would say to it's it's quite a difficult one. I mean, I, I think that, you know, when I, what I do now, like I'm always in the gym, which like is sort of the physical and mental side of things. It's something that I didn't really do when I was 18. I think, I think it's massively like underestimated how much confidence like that can give you when you're feeling strong and when you, when you start off in a, a sort of a, a routine. Um, yeah. And, and obviously the meditation stuff as well, like being able to sort of reflect on things and, like meditation for me is great it just I can sort of if I have a bad day at work I can listen to meditation and sort of it's really weird I I sort of blank out of course um and and then what happens when I wake up it's as if it's like a brand new day and you're I don't know you get rid of all the I guess the negative energy or or whatnot so like for and, and also the personal development stuff like reading more sort of challenging yourself more I think all that type of stuff um, would be something I'd say to my 18 year old self. Sure. In terms of projecting, you're saying now to project from where I am now to when I'm. Yeah, I guess I'm a bit it, older. Is it? Yeah, I mean, obviously you don't have the you you don't have the answer because uh, you're you're not there yet. But it's more so, you know, something in your life now that you would hope to get some advice for um, down the road type thing. So like, for example, the, the way I answered that, because it's a tough question, but it, I, I feel like it unlocks a little bit of conversation. Um, she had she had asked me that question and I the, my response was, you know, I'd love to get some advice on how to handle the uncertainty, you know, as we're launching a brand new product and in a market that we've never worked in and we're not app developers, but, you know, we're getting this thing out. So, you know, I would love to get that advice from myself 20 years from now, right? Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. Okay. 
yeah no i got the <laughs> i got the answer and it's 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 something that i've been it's to be honest probably after going to see grant cardone speak it's it's probably like how do i how do i think bigger like how do i mm. like how can someone teach you to to sort of think think bigger because i i think ultimately i'm going that sort of a way anyways um where you're sort of thinking bigger but it's not big enough you know it's um there's there's a lot more that 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 i can do and i think everyone can sort of do but it seems like it's a skill um and it seems like maybe there's a, a switch that you can sort of um yeah you know trip and and just sort of i suppose explode your thinking so that's really what i would uh what i would ask yeah um i i'm so glad uh, you said that because uh and i'd actually like to talk a little bit about this because literally in our world we uh, both of myself and the co-founder of, of keo uh, sine we've literally been kind of put in that position by three separate people in the last week and now i'd almost say you're the fourth bringing this topic up and it's exactly that like how can you think bigger uh, in our context, it's, you know, people say you've got something that's really strong here that can help a lot of people, um, but think even bigger, right? So, like, literally, I'm going through that, through that exercise. So why don't we, and I'm sure there are other people listening uh, that could benefit from this, but what, what's your, kind of your, your starting point on this one? And, and I can share what, what I'm doing as well, but just, just even start to approach that topic because it's a big one. Yeah, no, it is. it's a, it's a big one, and I guess sort of going back to you know Grant Cardone's sort of conference, like as a salesperson, maybe it's like simply adding a zero to your target. Like, how can I do instead of doing this, let's add another zero to it. Like, ultimately, you might not reach that target, but it's better to sort of you know miss on on something that's more out of reach than sort of hit your actual target. So I think. And then I think maybe that analogy will will sort of you can do that with other parts of your life as well, like just thinking that that little bit bigger, adding an extra zero. Um, sure, just go for yeah, it. Add an extra zero to your add an extra zero to your life. Maybe that could be sure. the, uh, the podcast. Topic. Yeah, I love that. I'm gonna write that one down. Um, all right, let's let's dive into to your your questions. So. As you know, uh, one of the big things for us with with Keo and in, in our journey, whether it's in the app or whether it's in a notebook, it, it, for us it doesn't matter as long as you know we can stimulate some reflection. Podcast being one of those tools, um, we we like to leave people with some reflective questions, and I'd love to get the three you know three questions that either you ask yourself on a daily basis or during big life changing events that you found have been really valuable. And that we can we can inject into the app. Yeah, ab absolutely, and definitely when you uh, when you mentioned that these uh, questions w would come up, it uh, it got me thinking. But it it literally took me probably two three minutes to actually come up with what I was thinking about because a, a lot of these things I, I do ask myself sort of on a, a daily basis or when certain events happen in sure I guess in my life. But I mean, number one would be, am I am I too comfortable? Like, am I too comfortable in the, in this situation? Or you can sort of flip that and even say, am I uncomfortable? So mm -hmm. once again, that means like if I'm too comfortable, I'm not challenging myself. And if I if I'm getting scared about an opportunity, it means I should do it. So that's maybe to give a bit of context. Yeah, well, and it relates nicely to the whole idea of thinking bigger, right? If you're, yeah. that's a perfect, perfect link. Okay, awesome. Yeah. So number two then is, 
um, am I being true to myself? Um, and then I've put in brackets uh, my legacy. Hmm. So interesting. I'm wearing I'm wearing a T-shirt from from Gary Vaynerchuk, <laughs> who I'm sure once again once again a lot of your 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 um, listeners will know. So the T-shirt actually says uh, legacy is greater than currency, um, and I I can I can really relate to that as well. So I think that you know if you're not being sort of true to yourself, then yeah, it, it, you know it, it's uh, it's not worth sort of playing whatever game you're playing sure. um, because it it'll, it'll probably always come back to just sort of bite you. So I always like to to leave a legacy and and do do the right thing as well by you know by myself and um, I think like my parents are great as well. Like I always wanted to sort of make them proud and stuff like that. And obviously if if you're if you're not being true to yourself, you're you're not being true to your your parents as well. So I think that's probably a, a big um, sort of motivator for, for me. Sure. Is there anything else on, you know, like the legacy you're trying to build? You know, like what is that? And you might, I mean, that's another really big question. But I, I find, yeah. again, links to this whole concept of that advice that you want to get from your 50-year-old self, essentially. Because, um, like, what does that legacy look like for you? Yeah, no, ex- exactly. Like, and once again, it's probably something that maybe I need to think a lot bigger about um sure. i'll use gary vaynerchuk again because he's a good yeah. he's a good example but he's he sort of says like you know how many people don't worry about your bank account worry about how many people are going to show up at, at your funeral and um for me like i i want to leave like say you know when i leave this role you know i know that i've sort of built a legacy and i know that people will sort of remember oh that that guy like sort of helped me or he coached me and you know, he was an example to sort of to follow. So I think it's more been a, yeah, an, an example to follow saying that, oh, look, if this guy did it, then then I can do it, too. It's maybe leaving like a, a blueprint um, mm. of success for these people and like not getting to, you know, never forget sort of where you've come from as well. Like never yeah. say no to, to helping someone like if they really need your help, like always I'll always give. I say it now, you never know what's going to happen and hopefully it doesn't, but always give someone like five minutes or a little bit of time to give uh, to give a bit of advice because that's what I did when I sort of started off in, in, um, in sales and I still have a long way to go, by the way, but just actually going for a coffee with like top performers and, and asking like, how, how do you do this? How, like, yeah. you know, how, how, how can I do it as well? Yeah, yeah I, I agree. I mean, uh, even even personally on my side, just just building Keo, it, I, I've just been so um, surprised actually, uh, but humbled of of how people want to help, and I I I couldn't agree with you more. You know, we need to give that back um, through, through the, as as we get older and as we develop and, and gain more and more skills in in our in our world. You know, that there's people coming up uh, to, trying to do awesome things as well, right? And so so you're right, and it's. You know, Gary talks about this a lot too. Time and you know, time and attention is is really the currency. So, and it's, and it's yeah. valuable. And you know, but I think we should prioritize uh, helping as as much as we can. Obviously, so that's great. I, I I support that legacy, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice, nice. And your your third um, question. Yeah, the third one is we might have sort of touched on it, but it's it's uh, it's a very straightforward one. Like, what's the worst that can happen? Oh yes, um, which which I really like because 
when I was in Australia, I was in a situation where obviously things didn't sort of work out like monetary wise or sort of, um, I guess sort of career wise to, to a certain extent. But like what was even the worst that happened with that was I still enjoyed it. Like I still liked going into work and trying to go from, from zero to, you know, uh, infinity or whatnot. But, you know, what's the worst that can happen in, in anything? Like if I take, you know, if I take a new role, like what's the worst that, that can actually happen? Um, yeah. You know, there's not, there's not, there's not a crazy amount of, uh, of bad that can happen. So for me, that's a good question. It's really, I suppose that's a question to ask if you want to sort of, you know, to ground yourself, like don't overthink these things, you know, what is, what is the worst that can happen? I think, think of maybe what, what's the best that can happen as well. And, you know, even if a little bit of that happens, then it'll be, it'll be sort of great. I agree. I mean, I, I, I agree with you. It's, it's, it's a grounding grounding exercise and i think it again it's it stops that you, you know our minds from just going into that autopilot mode of you know all of the things that were again fabricating as a narrative uh that that could happen but then at the end of the day like really i mean you know you're most likely getting up again you're alive like we've that's the other thing i i think what i've learned through this process interviewing people is that you know, start it off with a question like that, but then to your, to your point, finish it off with, wow, like I, I'm actually in a place, the lights are on, um, I have food, you know, I can, I have a job or I, I, I have the skills, the talent to get a job. Like th- there's always, yeah. you know, there's, there's, there's always something that could be, could be way worse. And, you know, unfortunately yeah. there's a lot of people, uh, out there, right. And, and hopefully we can, you know, we're all, as a collective, we're all doing everything we can to, to, to help people out of that, those situations. But I agree. I mean, Keo started with that question. I don't know if you knew that, but that was the question I asked myself when leaving, oh. when leaving my job, <laughs> that was the exact question. Yeah. So, um, nice. cause it was, you know, if it doesn't work, I mean, I'm not leaving on bad terms. I could come back or I could get another job in in a similar industry and, you know, that's the worst. Like that's, that's not too bad. Right. Not bad. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. So I, I, I definitely, definitely resonate with that one. Well, well Gary, I mean, I can't thank you enough. I, I, I hope this, this conversation resonates with, with many it's, it's resonating with me. That That's for sure. And you know, you've, you've had a really fun journey. I feel like the journey is really just starting, uh, on your side. It's, it's refreshing to just to, to listen to your mindset and, and the motivation that you have and kind of like what I'm getting out of it too, is just the, 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 the desire, the happiness that you have just for, for life. I mean, just let, let this, let this sucker unfold the way it's going to unfold and, and make the most out of every day. Right. And exactly, ex- exactly. Yeah. So, so thanks for sharing, uh, all the insights and, you know, your journey, what you've gone through. And then, and then most importantly, some of your, your mental fitness routines. Um, because I think that again, like there's, there's some stuff in there that I'm going to pull personally for, for my routine and it makes such a huge, huge difference. So thank you for, for, for the time and, and, and for being here. Yeah, no, thank you, Mark. Really appreciate it. And, um, yeah, I'm uh, excited about uh, what's going to happen in the future and I'll uh, definitely be keeping in touch and want to visit Canada at some point. Oh, we'd love to have you, that, that's for sure. Great. Right.